Oh, you've picked a good episode to listen to today. I'm chatting with the one, the only millennial spiritual leader, Christina Rice. We get into how Christina and I communicate with trees, how we call on our intuition and spirit guides, plus yes or no on psychedelics and crystals. I was like, fuck this, Christina. Like, if you want to live, then you do this. She gives no bullshit spiritual guidance to help you activate miracles, magic, and manifestation with the scientific backing even skeptics can agree upon. I mean, it's energy work. It changes your body and just with all of the DNA upgrades and activations. Christine has been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine for building a multi-million dollar coaching business before she was even 25 and then burning it all down to focus on spiritual support. Told you this one was going to be juicy. Hi, I'm Abby Gibb and welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast, a Soulfire production. This is an investigation and honoring of who we get to become in the process of embodying our dreams. If you're a rule breaker, paradigm shifter, and movement maker of today, then this leadership podcast is for you. It's time to finally take up more room on the page of your life. Welcome to the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast. You get to build a business that combines your woo and the do. You get to build a business that creates a massive impact in the world while also calling upon your intuition and spiritual gifts as superpowers. This world wants you to stay in hustle and grind, but you get to create a life with flow and embodiment that also gets shit done. Christina Rice, who you're going to hear from today, is just one of hundreds who have taken my number one media visibility course, the Media Visibility Accelerator. It's on sale today. The link is in the show notes. Now here's the show. If you followed Christina for a while, here's one very distinct thing. Girl's face has changed. Like her actual physical fucking face looks different. Okay. Yeah. Go scroll back on her Instagram. This girl's face, it's literal, literal, like fate. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> what, what the actual fuck has happened? Can we just start there? Yeah, we can start there. It's funny because I mean, I think it's going to, I know it's going to keep changing, but I've had so many people in the last week reach out to me different. Like people are texting me. They're like, I was, I just watched a video from like a year ago and you look so different. Um, yeah. but even just over the last few months and I mean, it's energy work. It's really, it's, it's energy work really. Um, and I think especially since working with a high, which is a higher frequency and like the more I'm doing that work and the more I'm channeling, I mean, it, it changes your body and just with all of the DNA upgrades and activations, um, bodies can work differently, look differently. And I've seen this, I've seen this with other people around me too, where, especially you can really see it in people's faces where their, their face will just change shape because we're releasing a lot of the old energy, like just stepping more into authenticity. Um, and I also really believe that as more of our dormant DNA becomes reactivated, unlocked, like nutritional requirements and, uh, desires are going to shift as well. Like the way I've, I eat and move my body, all of that has shifted as well. And it just all comes you know, hand in hand because everything is energy. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting for sure. Uh, I, I see it and I'm excited to see what I look like in a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what you look like in like a month. Mm -hmm. And before, uh, you roll your eyes at home, 
or you just are like, okay, this is not my episode. Hold on. <laughs> let me scroll through another one here. Okay. Cause yeah, we're going to get woo, but we're also going to put the do in. I want to talk about like, okay, yes, it's lovely to be like, I travel across planes of existence. and Like I'm a multidimensional being. Sure. Yes. I do believe that I want to get into it today, but I also want to talk like, how can somebody who's listening to this at the grocery store right now? And she's just like, okay, cool. That's, that's lovely for Christina and abs, but like, I literally don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with what is, what is energy work to you? What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, that look like in your day, like what the fuck does that actually mean? It's a good question because there are different levels to this. And I think the first piece to understand is, I mean, everything is energy. This is science. This is quantum physics. Every single thing around us is made up of energy. And I think sometimes we forget about the magic of just the world around us of like, okay, this desk in front of me is made up of vibrating particles of energy that are taken form, have taken form, come together, and they're making what I perceive to be a desk. But when I go all the way down to like the individual atom, right, this is the same stuff that makes up me and this cup. And how does this all come together and create different forms? Like that's magical stuff that we just Isn't don't that, even think about. Cool. <laughs> like, like, here's the deal. Like, for the, also for the record, we are not high right now. I just want to also state that, but like, you don't need some mythical, magical, made up God. You don't need drugs. You don't, we already live in a really fascinating, magical experience called being in this human form mm-hmm. on this floating rock through space. It's fucking trippy when you sit mm-hmm. there and you're like, holy shit. Me and the desk. I mean, I think that was a part of growing in my spiritual practice was when I first discovered that, for instance, trees were living, breathing, communicating elements of reality with me. Mm-hmm. And then to move, and I, I'll go into that in a little bit with Christina, how she and I talk through trees. We'll, we'll go into it. But then when I shifted from there into what we would normally call inanimate objects, so boulders, rocks, desks, plants, I mean, not plants, but like pens, like things that you think are quote dead or just manufactured also communicate with us. And we therefore communicate with it. Holy fuck. This whole world is just vibrating energy. Mm -hmm. Y'all. Everything is energy. Yeah. It's like, Well, but it's, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of pushed out of spirituality because they don't like all the fluff, all the verbiage. And I get it because I used to think, I all of, I get yeah, I think I used to think all of this stuff was so, I just wasn't into it. Okay. And I got into it really through just my own healing journey from chronic illness. And then when I started doing brain rewiring and just really exploring energy from that more scientific perspective, but then also just the experiences I was having, I mean, you just can't make it up. And, and I, I personally have never done any type of plant medicine, never done ayahuasca. I mean, I've, I've smoked weed like less than 10 times in my life. Um, so I don't, I don't use anything. I'm not against anything. I just haven't. And I think that's important to, to point out because I have a lot of experiences that other people are just assuming like I'm on drugs. I'm like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't use any of that. Um, and again, I'm not against it. I just, I think that's important to point out because I think a lot of people like just assume it's all about like 
I don't know, getting high. And I'm like, I literally don't do any of that, but this is my real life experience. Um, (laughs) and if you just look at, I mean, there's so much science, right. Supporting our psychic abilities. It's really interesting to look at traumatic brain injuries and people have done a lot of research on that. Um, I mean, I have my partner, you know, literally passed and then came back. So he has his whole experience of what he experienced on the other side. Like we have a lot of testimony about this and then looking at, I mean, some people argue this, but it's interesting to explore DMT production in the pineal gland, like in the brain, right? Pineal gland, third eye, like psychic senses. So there's a lot to support it from, from that point of view. But if you just think about being a human and you go into a room with other people who have emotions, have their own energy, and you can leave that room either feeling drained or excited, right? Think about how, how you feel changes depending on who you're around. That's energy exchange. We're exchanging energy all the time. And it's interesting because a lot of people who become more aware of this now it's, it's turning into, I'm an empath. I can't do anything. No. Okay. No, like, guess what? Everybody can feel totally, totally. And it's like, these are all gifts, you know, like empathy is, is such a powerful gift. One of my biggest gifts that when I was younger, it was really hard for me. I didn't know how to manage it. Like it is being able to feel people's emotions in my body. And you can look at that as, Oh, this, this sucks, but it's like, no, it's such a gift to be able to feel what somebody else is is feeling and have that level of compassion, right? Just like, instead of hearing them, I'm able to hold space in a deeper way, right? Empathy is a gift. Being an empath is a gift. Those are your psychic senses. And everybody has intuition. Everybody picks up on psychic information. And I mean, this is what I love is I'll talk, I can talk to anybody and I can point out to them how their intuition is talking to them. And they realize, oh, I'm already doing this because you are already doing it. You might just have different verbiage for it, similar to manifestation, right? You can call it manifestation. You could call it goal setting and mindset work in in the business space, right? It's just all different words for for the same shit. Like, I don't care what you call it. Do whatever resonates for you. Like, it's totally cool, right? But (laughs) I think what's really helpful is just realizing that a lot of what people are talking about is the same thing. It really, it really, really, like really, really is <laughs> the same fucking thing. And that's, that's great because here's a couple of things about it. There's no gatekeeping. There's no guru. There's no one person or one path that holds this truth more than other people. And if you do see someone that says, I have a secret, I have a way to do this. You need me or my 10 steps or my one thing tell them to go suck it because that isn't true. There's just no one person that could possibly hold this truth. And I like to say, you know, with drugs, especially in spiritual practice and modern new age, whatever, it only works because our brain is already capable of doing those things. Mm-hmm. So for me being raised in a really interesting household where my mom is for sure a fucking shaman, like she's a pretty badass spiritual guru again, not guru in that me, I mean like master of her own experiences. Being with her and doing kirtan, which is like a spiritual chanting experience where you're quite literally raising the vibration of your body so that you can experience a higher frequency of awareness. If that, all of that, by the way, just like went right over you like a big old wave, that's okay. That's cool. You just know that might you might be able to dip your toe into that someday. And if you're like, holy fuck, I've never heard anybody else talk about something that I've had as an experience. You're not alone. You're not weird. Welcome. Uh, pretty sure Christina and I are just aliens visiting this planet for one lifetime, whatever. Uh, as I'm doing this kirtan with my mom, I laugh to her because I go, oh my gosh, I'm I'm high right now. Like I for sure 
was high as a kite with absolutely no drugs whatsoever. My mom has never smoked a cigarette. She's never been drunk. She's never been high. And that chick does not live on this planet. Let's just be real. She is high as a motherfucking kite most of the time. Mm -hmm. Because of course, our brains are the capacity are the reality we create. So drugs only maybe illuminate or amplify what is already available to us. I don't think it's cheating personally to use drugs if you need to, to at least realize your own capacity to do so. My issue with drugs like ayahuasca, DMT, um, psilocybin mushrooms, my issue with that is only when you think that just like a person, they are somehow a guru. They have a secret or an ability that you don't have and that you need these one thing to be able to experience closer reality to, to your truth, to source. Mm -hmm. Does that land? Do you know what I'm saying by that? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. I mean, I think it's like, are you using it as a drug or are you using it as a medicine? Right. Like, and, and I, yeah. I think the, and this is with everything in life because everything is energy. Everything. Yeah. The intention shifts the result. Like the intention is shifting the energy of the thing itself. Right. And so what is your intention going into it? What I, what I do see though, it's, you know, and this is just people being honest with themselves and you can do whatever you want to do. I, I will just say like, for me personally, I'm happy to see how far I can go. Like I haven't needed that, you know? And it's a, that thing. It's yeah. like, I literally, I joke with one of my clients. I'm like, I'm high off the frequency. Cause I literally feel like I am high and I'm having, it's literally just the energy that I'm channeling. Right. And of I course. feel that, but also I do see people use it. Let's say, take, you know, ayahuasca, for example, as a way sometimes, not everybody, obviously, but to kind of bypass a lot of the the other work, like I'd rather spend one week and work through all this and then be done with it instead of like, you know, whatever process works for you, but what's going to happen when you come back home? Are you, are you, are you going to do the same shit? Or like, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value in, in building certain muscles to be able to continue to work through things, move through things on our own. Because if every time I have a problem, I need to use ayahuasca, like, I don't know. I, I Again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, these are building totally tools and it's kind of like, I think one time I heard you say, you were saying like, you know, you can drive there, you can fly there, you can walk there, you're still getting to the same place. And, and that's true. And then the other aspect of that is like, well, when I walk there, I built the muscle. Exactly. Ooh, that's so good. So this is why I like, if you're open to it, I I'm not here to hold you and say that there's one right, again, one right path. Um, for me, what was really interesting is I've only taken, um, MDMA one time and that shit blew my heart open and was such an amazing catalyst for some huge parts that needed to be healed. Um, my, a big part of my sexual and spiritual awakening. It was really beautiful. I never need to use that again it did its medicine. And I said it as a medicine. It, it did what it was supposed to do. It blasted my heart open. And now I get to do the walk. I get to actually use that muscle to continue to strengthen my heart now that it's been opened. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of different tools to do, which is why I also love Kirtan. I think Kirtan is one of the most activating, most beautiful experiences possible. So I wanted, I wanted to talk and get, go back into the do of the woo Mm -hmm. Somebody that's listening to this is like, okay, this all sounds really lovely and a little burning man and, uh, help a friend out, right? Like yeah. what, how the fuck do I do this in my uh, everyday life? I'm picking my kids up. I'm making dinner. 
are, I'm trying to be a good person. Like what are some ways, tools that somebody could begin to activate this deeper sense of awareness with energy um, and begin to open their heart more Mm -hmm. to a a larger, I would like to say a larger lived experience. Yeah. Like the lens opens up. You can see more of your lived experience in what she and I are talking about. Yeah. So there are a lot of different tools. So I'll share some ones that are most effective for me, but it's certainly not an exhaustive list. And at the end of the day, it's about finding the tools that work for you. Like, because the things that allow you to feel connected to the universe and remember that you are a divine being like that might be different than what it is for me. And that's totally great. So, you know, don't just go through the motions. You want to do something that you're actually feeling. So if my process doesn't resonate with you, then don't do my process, right? Do the one that feels good for you. That's wrong. Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong. There there isn't a right or wrong. So some of the things that are very simple that are most effective for me. And I find with a lot of people, first of all, spending more time in nature, Uh, so I like to take a walk. I know this isn't available for everybody, but I mean, at least just taking a walk outside. I like to, I have some forest area in the background. So I'll go on a little hike every morning and I just love that time. I don't listen to anything. It's just me and the trees right in the ground. And I'm just focusing on my breath. Um, I like to do a lot of things while I'm on that walk. So I'm kind of like multitasking, but that's my time. Just connect, notice how I'm feeling, check in with my body. And I will literally just kind of go through my different areas of my body. Um, and literally notice how it feels like physically feeling. How does it feel? Is there any yeah. tension? Do, do I feel, am I clenching my jaw, right? How are my shoulders? What does my heart space feel like? And I, I'm going like into my body, right? This is like starting to actually feel our bodies. I think people forget that feelings are felt. They're not just thought people usually <laughs> just think they're, they, they're, they think they're feelings. They don't feel them. Right. True. So I, I, I check with my physical body. And sometimes I notice things, right? So I'm just kind of checking with my body for the day. Um, connecting with the trees, like to touch the tree. I, at that point or later on, I always make sure I ground every day. So, and this could be five minutes. It could be sometimes an hour if I, if I have the time, but I'll take my shoes off and put my feet on the ground. And that is one of the most overlooked practices to amplify your intuition. Like that is when you get the downloads, the codes from the earth coming up. Like, but this is also just getting all the negative ions from the earth. I mean, there's so much, uh, scientifically supporting healing, reducing inflammation. So I got into that really when I was first healing from chronic illness, cause it was help. It was so helpful for bringing down my inflammation. We are surrounded by, you know, so much technology, all the EMF. So it really, really helps, uh, to just reconnect us with our own energy, uh, and kind of clear out any of the other stuff. So grounding is really helpful. Spending any time in nature that you can, that you can, I would say any type of practice. And I'm not, I'm also just saying, I'm not saying you need to do all of these. I'm just offering different things. Okay. Um, anything that like, uh, how do I focus in my day? (laughs) Yeah. Like how anything, anything that connects you with your breath, right? So some people really like to do like breathwork practices. You could do different counts, different. I'm not a breathwork specialist. Um, I'm not a breathwork practitioner, but even just as you're walking or while you're sitting, just taking three minutes and just literally just focus on your breath and just notice it. Anything that's connecting to your breath. And then you can amplify the energy in your body through different breathwork practices, right? You could do like box breathing, um, lion's breath, you know, all the different types of patterns. All kinds. And if you have, I would just, I want to, I want to go in here that if you have, if you're like me and you've got ADD and you're like, okay, I can't, I just can't sit. That's Mm -hmm. okay. 
like one of the best things that my mom ever taught me when I was a kid is like sitting meditation doesn't have to be for everyone. That doesn't make you less spiritual because you can't sit on a pillow. Try walking meditation, right? Like that's cool too. Working out, but being conscious while you're working out. And that working out might look like yoga. It might look like running. It might look like CrossFit, but just being in literally in your body and aware of your breath as you're running or moving or lifting, whatever it is, that doesn't make you more or less spiritual. We're not, we're not here to be the spiritual committee voting you in or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, there's no guru. There's no one right way, but just when was the last time I think I asked this, uh, I asked this of you the other day, you know, when, when I'm coaching and somebody says I'm scared or I'm not sure I'll ask them to dip into their body and say, where in your body do you feel unsure right now? Where do you feel scared right now? Where do you feel complete joy right now? Because what Christina said is so powerful. We think our feelings, we don't feel our feelings. And so how can we begin to tap into a greater sense of sourcing, of intuition, if we don't even know how to listen to our bodies that are trying to talk to us to begin with? And it starts literally with basic ass shit, like hiking, breathing. (laughs) Like these are not rocket science, magical woo-woo things, y'all. But they're consistent things that Christina and I do that I think that's how we get to go play on a bigger vibrational stage. Mm -hmm. Like it it builds on its, right? Yeah, it's it's consistency. You have to have a foundation. Yeah. So what what else would you say? Well, and I will just add to that. Like, I don't, I don't do any traditional meditating. Like I never just sit in silence. I I don't personally ever do that. Um, and I'm relatively tapped in, you know, so, uh, you don't need that. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I like to walk. I like to dance. And when I'm like, what an outsider would perceive to be meditating, I'm actually just communicating. Right. So I will also say, I, something that I like to do every single day is I pull Oracle cards and then I journal and I like to just journal on whatever those cards are bringing up for me. Um, and that just gets, gets me going. I'll also automatic, write. You know, you can write a question on the top of a page and just stream of consciousness, no judgment, just let it go and see what comes out. And you can usually get answers that way. So I make sure I have a practice every day to just check in and like get some things out of my head, but I love using Oracle cards for that. And then I also, you know, I do some type of more like traditional energy work, um, which I'm a big, I think that everybody should learn basic things like protecting their energy cleansing their energy at the end of the day, cutting cords, because those things can take like five minutes of your day and make the world of a difference with, you know, especially now how many people are really waking up to the fact of how deeply they feel everything around them, you know, can feel really intense and just anything to mitigate a lot of that, a lot of that anxiety, a lot of chronic anxiety and depression is being overly plugged into everybody and everything around us. And so it's really about pulling our energy back into ourselves. And this is why a lot of people are really exhausted as well, because we have so many energetic cords to different people and situations and even places. And if we can release those, it doesn't mean ending relationships necessarily, or maybe some, some you do, but it's just pulling all of our energy back into ourselves so that we actually have energy in our bodies. So I will, you know, I think a really simple practice that 
people can do is when you're taking a shower or in the bath, that's a great time to just ask the water, set the intention that the water is clearing away any energy that doesn't serve you, any energy that's not your own. If there's a certain situation that day that maybe is pulling on you a little bit, you can say with this water, I am releasing any energy from this person, this situation. You can get more specific and just let it wash away. I keep salts by my shower and I will just scrub, scrub it off. Salt is great for clearing. So I'll just scrub it off and then doing chakra work. So you know, I, I do things a little bit more extensively, but something really quickly you can do is you can visualize white light going from, you know, your crown chakra and just moving, moving down your body, like lighting up the different chakras, or if you don't know them, literally just move down your body, down to the base of your spine, down your legs and visualize that white light clearing away anything that's not serving you and balancing your chakras, activating it. Um, you can use the different colors associated with the chakras, but just doing some quick shower work or some quick chakra work in the shower can make the world of a difference. And those things like, again, it takes like two minutes. You're already in the shower. It makes the world of a difference in how you feel. It really, really works, especially for a lot of people that are listening are recovering perfectionists, type A overachievers, and they usually have a very heavy fire sign associated Mm -hmm. with them. And no matter whether you understand um, or are into, yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, you're into your dosha, which is probably going to be pitta if that's a thing that you're into. And if you're not, then you probably at least know your astrological sign, which probably has some sort of fire associated with it. Either way, most likely you've got a fire in you. And so the water is a really important piece, right? Because too much fire is always going to be, and I want to talk about how much fire shows up for both of us in our health journey. but. I have discovered that water has been such a key component for me my entire life. I was on swim team and that really helped to calm and handle my anxiety because I could be present to my breath and the water felt just very calming and nutritive to somebody, to a little kid who was running real hot all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in TV, I would come home from my, my day, which holy shit, you know, part of what I did so well was that I was extremely empathic. I still am. And I'm able to relate to humans and pull them out and pull their stories and connect, but that's a lot of energetic ties Mm -hmm. and my own intuition without having somebody clearly telling me this, like Christina, my own intuition just said, I need to take a shower every day and release their stories because they're not mine to hold on to anymore. Right. And I think that's a piece where people like, I can't do this. I'm empathic. I'm like, bullshit. It's a gift that you haven't learned how to be able to give and then also not, right? That is why boundaries are so sacred. Not everyone deserves access to your energy 24 seven and vice versa. And learning how to begin to say, I don't have to give that all right now, right? Cause like Christina was saying, how many times at work in a, you know, party on a date, you're like, wow, I feel really drained. Or you come home and you like literally can't even sleep. You're so jazzed because it was so amazing. Like that's that's real, y'all. That is the energy that we each carry. And so it is our responsibility as paradigm shifters in this new form of leadership in the world to understand how to control, give, receive, and hold boundaries around our energy. 100% rule numero uno before we go into more like how does Chris, how do Christina and I uh talk to our angel guides and trees and all that fun more what you would consider woo woo hippie shit okay the, the the foundation of it is understanding your own power 
and how to begin to give, receive, harness, and hold all of it. Yeah. That's, that's where this all starts. Yeah. You can't skip the basics. I mean, I will say like, Thank you for coming. I'm, I'm all, I'll come to all of them. Uh, I I'm like all (laughs) fire in my chart. I am, you know, most people who are attracted to me are, are like me, very like type A overachiever, more, more masculine energy, fiery, right? I get it. I get yeah. shit done. I do a lot. Like that's my personality. Um, and what's such a mind blowing moment for a lot of my, a lot of my clients, people I talk to is I'm like, well, realize that you're empathic. And so what if all of these limiting beliefs and doubts that you're taking on as your own are literally just you feeling them in your body of the person you're talking to, and you didn't have to personalize it anywhere and take it on as your own. And you just realized, oh, I'm feeling what this person is feeling next to me, but it's not mine. So that's why this is so powerful because I mean, this is a superpower. You can feel how the other person is feeling. And I will say, to be honest, it has, it has done quite well for me in terms of business relationships, uh, managing situations, you know, turning it down when things get a little too heated. Um, I'm somebody that people will, my friends will be like, can you come here? Cause I know you're really good at like diffusing a tense situation because I can feel what the other person is feeling. And so I can calm it down, you know, even it out so we can actually communicate effectively. So these are, these are important skills for your life, for relationships within business, for sure, managing the energy. And I also just want to speak to water for a second, because I think this is really important. You know, I had heard people for a long time say, you know, water holds the Akashic records. And then starting to learn about all of the, like all the scientific research coming out about water. Um, my friend, Darren Aline talks a lot about this. He's, he's really great, but also, you know, there've been so many studies on how the molecular structure of water will shift depending on the words we say, or even like they're looking at how much memory that water can store now and how like memory within one cup of water sitting next to the next cup, it will transfer over, which is really fascinating, but it's not a coincidence that you get your brilliant ideas in the shower right? It's not a coincidence. You get your brilliant ideas when you're swimming because the water holds information. And so that's such a great place to ask questions because you will receive the answers when you're next to the water. And these are simple ways like that you can use water all the time. So when you are, I mean, every single time I I'm drinking something, I write words on my water glass that I want abundance, health, wealth, and I will set an intention. And if I have a certain question, I will ask the water, the question. And I know that by the end of my drink, I will have received the answer. So use, use the memory of water to your advantage, right? These are things that are just integrated throughout my day. Um, and the water is very helpful. I, I also just want to say continuing when you were saying, how, how do I implement this into my day? Something that is so crucial that I actually don't feel like a lot of people talk about, but I am serious about is setting up the frequency of your day. And so every single morning, that is my time when I'm going to listen or read something that is super high frequency. And it's not even about understanding the content, right? It's more about just being within the vibration because then that frequency carries me through the rest of my day. So that's not my time when I'm trying to learn something. It is definitely not the time I'm listening to something where people are like, I don't know, gossiping or talking shit. It's not the time I'm watching the bachelor. Like that's not the time my morning is like, I am going to tune into really high frequency information right now. So for me, that is reading channel messages, channeling, listening to that. Um, but whatever is high frequency for you, that could be music, binaural beats, but something just to attune your energy to the high frequency that will set you up for the rest of the day. So your morning, 
you know, while you're getting dressed, doing your makeup, your hair, whatever, whatever you're doing, that's a great time to put something on in the background that is very high vibe. And a lot of people immediately go into their day, trying to learn, trying to communicate, take that second. It could be, you know, two minutes long, read something, listen to something that is very high frequency and your whole day will shift. That is such a huge piece, setting the intention of your frequency because you are in control. I think that's a piece too, of just realizing and making that mental shift that we have so much more power than we will ever in this society want to give us credit for. Um, And we call it, quote, female intuition, but I don't believe it has anything to do with gender. Um, It just has everything to do with the energy that we're able to tap into because that's literally what we are. And for me personally, just to piggyback on Christina, for me personally, it's Kirtan. And I've spoken a little bit about this. You can like, if you never, if you have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, that's fine. No worries. Um, Somebody that I really enjoy, a guy named Jai Utal, J-A-I-U-T-T-A-L. I also have a whole playlist about this if you want to check it out, but you can like go on Spotify and literally just write in Kirtan, K-I-R-T-A-N and check it out. So let me geek out for two seconds scientifically about why I love this. So Kirtan many times um, is sung in Sanskrit, which is the oldest language we have on record for humans. So like way before literally anything else you can think of, Hebrew, anything, this was like our OG language. Okay. And in the same way that Christine is speaking about water that holds memory and has been infused and over and over and over again, imagine certain words carrying energy that we have quite literally prayed over, said over for as long as we have been humans, we've been saying this one intention. So if you think about it, imagine that the word is kind of like a hyperlink. Yeah. So although we say maybe the word love or care or the word intuition, imagine that that word is essentially a super, 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 super compressed version of all the knowledge that humans have ever had about intuition, right? And it's a very, I'm a type A overachiever, so I like things to be efficient. So I find kirtan very efficient because when I chant this word over and over and over again, I'm essentially clicking or opening that hyperlink yeah, into all of the available information, feelings, experiences that we've ever as humans had as divine celestial beings over that word, right? Does that make sense a little bit more? I think hopefully I can, I can sort of feel at home that you're like, oh fuck. Okay. I get that abs, right? So that for me is why I love it so much because I can quickly tap in to all we've ever experienced as humans. And it begins to strengthen as Christina's muscle instead of taking the jet plane using drugs, which again, I don't think is a bad thing, but the jet plane of experiencing that, instead I'm strengthening daily my muscle. And it literally, I can, I don't know how to explain this, except I can feel the, is it pineal? Is that how I say it, right? Pineal, yeah. Yeah. Pineal. So the, pineal, the gland that's straight up right behind our third eye, I can like feel it pulsing and expanding and strengthening. I can like literally feel that I, it's my, my little heart workout for the day. Yeah. And it's when I'm most available to it because I have been in my subconscious for hours in sleep. And so I'm most primed to use that. So in the same way that you think about working out, if you're a woman, you're working out Um, around your menstrual cycle and like just being more attuned to when your body needs what, right? In the same way in a 24-hour cycle, 
Our body wants things at certain times. And I'm sorry that we have been raised in a 24 seven urgency culture in a very masculine dominated world that says we should be the same at every moment of every second of every day, but that's fucking bullshit. I just want you to see that there's just this ability to plan our day in a more holistic way. And if you're like, that's cool for you and Christina, but I work a nine to five, I have to commute. Yeah, I did too. When I was in TV, I had to do that same fucking soul crushing, soul sucking commute. But guess what I used? That time I kirtaned. During that time I chanted. That was my spiritual time. Fine. Make it work. Make it work. I will say a lot of the people I have worked with in the past who are in the nine to five situation actually end up having more like 3D time than the entrepreneurs I've worked with. Yeah. Most, most of them are like overworking, but everybody has the ability. I mean, this is getting out there, but like time expansion happens when you, when you are very particular about how you choose to spend your time. So the way you spend your time is going to affect your perception of time and how we relate to time in itself. But I think, you know, what you're talking about is exactly one of the reasons why I loved brand rewiring and energy work and got really into this because I'm all about efficiency. You know me, I like to do a million things, be a million places at once. And this, this, this concept of like being immediately activated to all of this knowledge, to all of this information and not having to do all of this work to get there, mind blowing. And then starting to experience that. And so you can have those activations in all kinds of ways from words that people say, because there are literally trigger words put out into society that can make us believe certain things, but also can activate us to new codes of information, new knowledge. Everything is code, essentially numbers are code one of the most you know powerful forms of code that activate us in so many ways. You're seeing all your angel numbers on the clock, right? All of the angel yeah. numbers. But when I started to really understand and experience this, like for me really potently in my body with energy work where, you know, they showed me something, okay, hey, we're going to remove this, unlock this, activate this. And immediately my whole life could shift in one second. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. What, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought I had to do all this work to earn that. No, no, no. You just got to unlock this. That's it. Done. Great. That's cool. Done. This is how you quantum leap, you know? And I know for me, it was that firsthand experience of like, I mean, you saw in the last, I guess, year and a half at this point, but there was basically a year where I felt like my whole life just exploded in a positive way. And it was the fast track. And I, the way that was happening, everybody around me was like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, dude, it's energy. It's like my spirit guides. I'm like, I'm just, I'm trying it out. It's all working. Like, and I am here, I'm fast tracking my way to this. And this isn't, I'm not some special little unicorn. Anybody can do this, but you, you have to believe it and trust it. And if you're going, if you are committed to believing that everything you achieve can only be achieved, if you're working really hard, then that is what you will experience. And I'm not saying that you know, life never has its hardships. It, it does, but we can pay attention to where we are creating more than are necessarily needed or are going to be thrust in our path. And, and that's the thing to really pay attention to because, you know, it's, it's not this black or white, like life is all roses and sunshine or it's all heavy. It's like, let's just make it as easy as it can be so that we're better prepared when things do come up, right? Because there is shit that happens. And it's about having those those tools and the muscle to be able to move through it and grow through it rather than feel like I can't continue. I want to come back to this piece, yeah, where an important piece about being addicted struggle, that is very real. 
we have been inheriting a story, a vibration, okay, that isn't in our highest good. It doesn't mean it's not true. It just means it's a lower frequency of truth. Yeah. So this idea that, oh, you got there because you hustled, you got there because you earned it. You deserve to be happy because of how shitty your past was, or I don't deserve to feel bad or grieve because I know everybody else has it so much worse than I do. Any of that is just, it's, it's not fully true. I'm not saying that it isn't a real reality for so many people. I, one of them used to think I had to earn my way. I had to hustle. I had to grind that success was hard work. And I'm again, not saying that Christine and I don't put in the errors to, to do the work and to build the businesses that we have, but I don't relate to myself in a one in one out anymore. Like I clock in eight hours and that will equal eight hours of quote success. That's not, that's not how it works in the same way that if you've ever watched Christina's growth, it sometimes does take 10 years to finally click the one year that just blows everything open. And you realize like, I don't need to relate to myself, my creativity, my success by the amount of struggle, hustle, grind, pain any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Christina for quite a while now. And the woman that I met the first time she ever signed up to work with me to the woman that I see today, fucking talk about quantum leap. Like it's almost literally her face is fucking different. Y'all like it's almost unrecognizable. And I want you to think at home about this concept of time. Because imagine when, let's say you're having a great time, right? You're loving being with someone and you go, oh, time flies. Like how did that, how was that just four hours? And then if you, you're at jury duty and you're like looking at the clock and you swear to God, seconds move so much slower, right? Time in so many ways really is an illusion. So what if you could release this timeline for what you think needs to be in order to experience or dip into what you really want. What if it's an illusion? Because you've proven to yourself almost on a daily basis, right? 45 minutes with your best friend and 45 minutes in traffic are very different. What if you could release that today? And I want to ask you what moment it was for you that released it. Because for me, I made a very conscious choice and uh, we haven't even gotten into um, our health journey yet. But for me, it was after recovering from Lyme and then also recovering from the Me Too movement because I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm a slow learner. After those two experiences, I finally broke up with this story that I had to learn through pain. I was like, thank you so much. In my 20s, you know what? Look at the beautiful lessons I learned. I learned them all through pain, hardship, breakup, struggle. And I refuse to learn that way anymore. Please universe, teach me how to learn through total love and joy and ease. I have mastered pain. (laughs) Thank you. And I cut that tie. Now, am I saying that every day is a fucking walk of roses? Of course not. But even there, I find joy and love now. I've, I've never been so fulfilled, so calm, so happy in my entire life. And it's not 
really for any other reason than I chose it to be that way. I consistently choose myself first and foremost, inner peace, my mental health. I choose to learn through joy and love and ease period. Really? There's no like secret sauce here. Y'all that, that is my truth. Mm. And it was in a moment. I literally was like, fuck this. I'm fucking over it. And I'm going to let everybody else see the weirdo spiritual talks to trees, alien woo woo that I, that I am, that I was born like, Mm -hmm. and if they don't love me, I'm okay with that. Now I'm okay with releasing the fact that for so long, and I know Christina, you can relate to this for so long. I was the weirdo. I was the outsider. I was the one that felt and did and said things differently. And it's painful when you're born an empath, when you're born with spiritual gifts that maybe are just more activated. Everybody has the same amount, but maybe mine were just online a little sooner. And I hid them for so long and that caused such pain. I'm not doing it anymore. How about you? I'm definitely not doing it anymore. (laughs) Well, I will say for me, it wasn't like one single moment, but it was a, it was a series of moments because it was like, I had to hit that realization with different aspects of my life. And it was that series of fuck this. I can't do this anymore. And like multiple times. And I would say, you know, one, one being maybe like two years ago when I had to, once again, kind of shut down my business, which I had to do twice before, because I would get in the, I was in this pattern of going too hard, burning myself out, having all my chronic illness stuff come back. And then I couldn't function and I have to shut down my whole business. And then I would get better and then do it all again. And then have to shut it all down. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I have to actually change my lifestyle. I can't just get better and then do the same thing again. So that was one for sure. Another was after, Oh my God. I feel like the last year was like five years long, but there was a point when, I mean, you saw where I had, I had built this thing. I had built this thing and I was so proud of it. But at the same time I was like, but this isn't what I wanted. Like, like I, I wanted, and this is where actually the human design stuff was so helpful for me. It still is. But as a generator for me thinking about, okay, my sacral needs to say yes. It needs to be a full body fuck. Yes. Right. And not just about the end results, but about the process of doing it. And I was so yes. focused on the end result because all of those were, yes, that was a fuck. Yes. But when I thought about the process of doing it, I was thinking, well, how did I get to this place where in my daily life, I'm so stressed out. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I feel like shit. I'm exhausted. I'm not getting enough sleep, but Oh, it's all worth it. Cause I'm making a lot of money. And, uh, I have, you know, all these people, all these programs. And I was like, that's still what I wanted. I don't give a shit. I don't even like, you know what I mean? I don't even give a shit. And it was kind of the experience. It was, I mean, the experience of getting what I thought I always wanted very quickly. And then realizing this isn't what I wanted. Right. And it goes back to, you know, what's the feeling we want? How do we want to feel in our lives and realizing I don't need anything else other than, yeah, I don't need anything else other than like, what makes me feel the way I want to feel is when I sit outside on the grass. And I just am. Yeah. That's it. And why enough, but what I am. So what I admire so much about you really truthfully, um, among 6,000 other things 
is that it only took that one time. And I was, I mean, I was there real time with you as you came to this realization, you had built a million dollar uber successful business. You lived right by the ocean and you came on my calls, you know, our coaching calls, stressed out, burnt out, telling me that you hadn't seen the ocean all day, but you, you were the epitome of success. And the difference between you and so many others is that you were brave enough to say that's enough. So many people know this right now that are listening. They know this to be true, but they still choose external validation over internal peace. And I understand why, because I did it for so long too. But when will it be enough? When are you finally going to choose you? I think back um, right now to the biggest names in news right now are Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, who it doesn't matter if you give me six gold medals. It doesn't matter if you give me Wimbledon. It doesn't matter if I earn millions of dollars. None of that is worth my internal peace, my mental health. There is a massive shift happening and it's because of brave women like them and brave women like you, Christina, really, who are saying there, this isn't how we're going to do this anymore. That is that cost is too much. It doesn't matter what the number is in our bank account. It's too much. There isn't a price tag you can put on me choosing you over me ever again. We're not doing it like that. But the fact is none of us have really had a playbook. We've never seen anyone, any gender do it like this. There is no mistake of why you were born in this exact specific time. You, me, everyone listening, coming in on this random ass rock hurling through space in one of what is probably at least, get this, at least 100 million galaxies in the known universe that we can even see, right? Like, let's just let that all just blow your mind for a second. And we're here with this one exquisite life. And you're telling me that I'm gonna sacrifice fully deeply experiencing that so that you can have me perform? Pretend? No. It's not worth it. The cost is too high, but so many people fall back into it, Christina. And I watched you and I hope you receive this. I watched you. It took one fucking time. You were like, and you sat there and this woman, you y'all don't know the backstory. This woman came to me and was like, so I have millions of dollars at this point. How old were you? 25 fucking 24 and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was 10, all right? She's fucking babe in the wood. Jesus, she's 24. She's coming to me. We've been working together like a year. She's got millions sitting there on the beach, just bought her own house by herself, own money. There you go, in San Diego, in the middle of all of that craziness. And she turns around and she goes, I don't want to do this anymore. And everyone's going to think I'm crazy. And all I want to do is channel. And all I want to do is be honest and listen to myself because I really like myself. And that's what I want to do. Is it okay? That's what she was really asking. She didn't say this part, but you know, I got you. She was like, is it okay for me to just be me? Do I have to continue to strive? Do I have to constantly be on? 
Or can I just sit quietly and listen to like the gift that is this human experience? And I somehow have trust that I will feed myself and take care of myself and it'll be okay. And do you remember what I said? No. <laughs> Probably fuck I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Great. She was like, but, but I'm, she, and I remember this. You're like, I'm so sorry. We just built this whole thing. And it was really, help. I was like, why are you apologizing to me? I literally, I don't fucking care. It's not my <laughs> life. I'm only here to help you be the greatest version of yourself. <laughs> if this is your truest version, let's fucking burn it down. Here's a match. Let's go. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'll warm my hands. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love and you, you were like, oh, okay. Okay. What, well, I guess I'm going to like quit all this now. I'm like, great, cool. <laughs> Invite me to the bonfire. Like, <laughs> Let's fucking do it. And I think it's, but I honestly think that a part of the courage that you have for this is because you've watched your body break down so significantly and to be able to rebuild it gives you such an internal confidence that you can do anything. Because if you and I, both of us, if you don't know our story, we both overcame Lyme at a really prime age in our lives. So, and it's a gift for me. Of course, I never want to have to go through it again. (laughs) Like, please. But uh, I wouldn't take it back. Because if I can do that, I can do anything. Some people have to climb Everest. Good on you. I don't need to climb Everest. I did it inside. Mm. I overcame Lyme. That is some nasty, gnarly shit. And I knew that about you. You can do anything. What, what for you did Lyme, how long did it take diagnosis? Like walk us through that and how, what did, what was the gift for you in that process? Yeah. I mean, that was for sure the experience that that really built my confidence and instilled it in me because it was through that experience that, I mean, it's being dramatic because I didn't really lose everything, but emotionally I felt like I had kind of just lost everything. Um, yeah, same. And I was just at a really dark place. And at that point I was just like, honestly, fuck everything except for me being happy because I was at a point where every single day I like didn't know if I was going to make it to the next day. Um, like genuinely. And I was having doctors all around me telling me like, you might not make it. And that's hard when you're 20 in college, you know, and I, it kind of, it started off. I mean, I didn't, I didn't find out about the Lyme for like three years later. And it started off with a lot of gut issues and I lost a ton of weight really quickly. I lost about 50 pounds in, um, in about three months. And I was at, I mean, you want to talk about transformation pictures. If you scroll back on my Instagram feed, I mean, I posted pictures of before and after, but it was really scary. You know, I, I was 70 pounds and my body was shutting down. My organs were shutting down and I was eating like 10 to 15,000 calories a day and still dropping weight. And I was really afraid to talk about feeling like I had, I had no control. Like I didn't know what else to do. I was like stuffing food down my face. I lost you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of people in my life didn't want to talk about me. People were posting things on the internet about me. It was like just this whole drama ordeal. And, you know, in call, like when you're at that age, people are still so busy worrying about stupid shit. And I was like, look, I don't have time for y'all. I'm like trying to make sure I'm alive. So like, fuck this, (laughs) you know, and it really showed me who my real friends are and the people who really had my back during that time, it was really valuable information for me. And I had to have a lot of really tough conversations, but it was through that time seeing doctor after doctor, just saying, I can't help you. And seeing the best of the best in LA, like, you know, burning through all of my, all of my savings. I'm like, I mean, I could barely get out of bed. 
I'm by myself in LA, right? Like, and I'm watching everybody else go out and party and do that. And I'm like, look, I have doctor's appointments from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm carrying around an orange gallon jug of my pee because I have to, I have to take this for the next yeah. week. Like, you know, I, well, I'm, on to oh my next clini- I'm on to my next clinical trial. Like I'm like, that was my yeah. fucking life, you know? And I had okay. to grow up, I had to grow up real quick and I had to, I had hit a point. There was, there was a night where I basically said to God, like, I'm going to call 10 people. If nobody picks up, I'm going to kill myself. Like I, that's what I said out loud. And I started like calling and I made it to the seventh person and nobody had answered. And I'm like sobbing. I'm like, fuck, like, and then somebody called me back and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. And, but it was really that night, that moment, like I was just sobbing and I'm like, I had to face like, I am the only person that is going to fight for myself. So I need to stop being a fucking victim and wanting everybody to save me because at that point I felt like such a fucking victim because I was like, why can't this doctor help me? Why can't this person help me? Why isn't this person there for me? I was just, woe is be me. And at that moment I was like, fuck this, Christina. Like if you want to live, then you do this. Like you can't wait around for somebody else to care. It was like, I just wanted somebody else to care about me. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like now is my time to care about me and I'm going to get through this. That was the shift for me when I was like, after that, I just started researching my, my butt off, you know, and I spent all day, all night researching, um, learning. This is why I learned about nutrition, all these alternative health hacks. And this is what got me into like holistic wellness. And, um, I, I healed myself, right. Healed myself. And, and then after that, I was so passionate about that. Um, that kind of led me down that path. And one thing led to, to another, but then my health would, it got way better. And then it got worse again because I was stressed out. I was working too hard. And then I found out like I had mold illness and, um, a lot of metals and all my gut issues. I had a bunch of parasites and candida and SIBO and all that jazz. And then, and then I got better and then worse again. And that was the time when I found out about the Lyme and it kind of just all came into perspective. And I remembered, you know, all the, all the, all the tick bites with the rings around them that were on my back when I was little. And when I went to the hospital because of that weird bug bite on my leg that gave me a fever for three weeks, you know, all of that kind of stuff started to make sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah all of that, you yeah. know? So, but it was that experience that I'm so grateful for that just built my, it built my strength. It built, it built my confidence and, and honestly, like facing death like that every single day and feeling so out of control. It just puts things in perspective and it really changed my personality in a lot of ways where I just realized I can't waste my time worrying about stupid shit. And I have to be like, all I care about is my happiness, right? Because when you're 20 years old and you don't know if you're going to make it through the week, well, every day, what do I want to do? I don't know, whatever makes me happy. Like there's no other point. So that was a huge gift for me. And, um, honestly, like remembering that, always brings me back. And, and the more time I have spent, you know, as I've gone down like my spiritual path and spent time channeling and talking to these higher dimensional beings and really exploring these deep, these deeper questions, these existential questions that I really struggled with growing up. I had really severe depression and anxiety growing up and just couldn't get over the fact of like, why am I here? What is the purpose of all of this struggle? All of these awful yeah. things I see going on in the world. Like it wasn't happening to me, but I felt it in my body as if it was, I was, 
I, I couldn't function. I mean, I could barely leave the house. I like barely slept. I, I was, I felt, I know my parents didn't really know what to do. I had such severe anxiety and every medication I tried never helped, you know? And so now at this point, like really addressing those questions and getting this higher perspective and feeling these, this vibration so deeply of love in my body and realizing like, I mean, it's almost, it's revisiting that same feeling of what is the point again, but at a totally different vibration where now it is, well, the point is just to be happy and like we can run around and this is, you know, we think about all this shit on social media and everybody say, it's like, look, your message is important. And at the same time, like, I don't even give a shit what other people are doing. Like, you know what? As long as you're happy, you do you. I just don't even have the energy. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, like, I will really like, don't. <laughs> like, and I used to get really, really work. I used to get really worked up over like what everybody else was doing. And I was so angry and frustrated. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I just want you to be happy and I want me to be happy. And like, whatever's making you feel happy, you do that. Like, <laughs> it's going to work. Real. For real. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand. And I, I hope. I hope that um, most of you will never be able to relate to the experience that Christina and I went through. I really hope that you don't have a health scare to the point that doctors turn to you and say, I don't know, you probably have some sort of mystery cancer. Like, we don't know how to, we don't know how to help you. Like, good luck with whatever's left of your life. I really hope you never can relate to this story. But I do know that you have been given pebbles and rocks that turn into boulders of warning signs that feel like they're crushing you in some way. And I hope you have the guts to do exactly what Christina has consistently bravely done, which is to choose yourself, to choose your truth, even and especially when success and fame and notoriety and money and all those other pieces tell you that you have to choose that over yourself. I think that's what we're seeing in the news right now, that I'm just so touched. I'm so inspired by Simone and Naomi seeing women at that caliber. And Christina, really, I mean, to be at the age that you're at and to have built what you built and to say, I will burn it all down before I jeopardize myself ever again. We are literally writing the playbook right now. We don't, we've never seen this before. Literally in our whole history, we've never seen humans choose themselves over expectation. So if you take nothing else today, it's that I hope that you see that it's possible. I hope that you see what is on the other side and that you begin to give yourself permission to listen more deeply to your innate ability your innate intuition, that deep capital K knowing of what is the right next step only for you as crazy as it, right? Because I remember what you were saying to me when you were like, I, I'm going to blow up this entire business and do something else. You were like, it's going to sound crazy. I'm like, you're right. It will. But the only person you really have to answer to is yourself at the end of the day. And how do you feel now, Miss Christina Rice? I feel amazing. I feel liberated. I feel so glad that I, that I made the decisions I, I did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel really grateful. I feel really, really grateful. And it's all just part of the journey, you know, but I think it comes back to like, like one of the most powerful questions is, is that really true? 
And most, most of not, I'll say a lot of the anxiety and stress and fear that people have, I would just invite you to ask yourself that question. Like, is that really true? Or is that somebody else's belief? Does that have to be true? And like from that, well, what can I choose? Because there is always a choice and we limit ourselves by saying, I can't, I won't, this is all I can do. No, there, there is another choice, but are you brave enough to choose that thing? So there always is a choice, but this is about recognizing that. And, and to me, you know, sometimes there are hard choices that I, I don't make, but I will take responsibility and I'll say, you know what? I could, I could say no to this. I could, I do have that choice, but maybe I'm just not emotionally ready for that. And so I'm, I'm just not going to, and that's okay too. But the more we can practice realizing where that there are choices and stop living under these illusions that I can't, I won't, there's no other way. This is how we really break free. So just recognizing that there there are more choices. And sometimes when I feel stuck, I'm like, wait, wait, let's just bring this back. I'm gonna write down as many possible choices. There's so many possibilities that exist and with every decision. And I'm just gonna prove to myself just the point that I'm not just stuck into this one decision. I could do a million things here and I might not choose all of those, but at least that way I'm not keeping myself under this limiting belief that I don't have a choice because there always is a choice. And this time in history is about choosing from a place of bravery. Christina fucking rice, y'all Christina fucking (laughs) rice. I just fucking love you. I know everybody here loves you already. And she has a couple really great offerings and courses and pieces about, like she talked about brain rewiring and step into your divine intuition and greater understanding and purpose into more of your spiritual gifts. I mean, she pretty much is like a spiritual Hogwarts. So I'm here for it. All of the magic, all of the woo-woo. Um, and so where is the best place for them to start to like just deep dive into all that is Christina? Where should they go? Yeah, I would definitely recommend if you go to my Instagram or my website, there will be links to my 5D Ascension Activator. It's a free course that will take you through daily work you can do to really shift your vibration and it will really open up your mindset. It's that daily energy work that we talked about. So I definitely recommend everybody start there. If you are ready to step into a a container, I recommend my membership, the channel collective. That's the place to go for that daily energy work, raising your vibration. Um, we have Q and a calls, we have energy healing sessions, we have manifestation calls, and it's a huge resource library of literally everything that you kind of need to go through this process. So those are the places I would recommend, um, heading to. And of course my podcast, Christina, the channel, Abby's been a guest. So definitely check out that episode. Um, but I'm everywhere at Christina, the channel and would love to connect with, with you. She's the real deal, y'all. And I'll put, of course, all the links in the show notes too. I just adore you. The end. I love you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. You can join the likes of entrepreneurs just like Christina Rice, who have built their business using my number one media marketing course, the Media Visibility Accelerator. It is on sale today. Link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast with me, Abby Gibb. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And it would mean the world if you leave a review so others know how kick-ass these episodes are. And I'm a real person over on Instagram. So tag me in an IG story at Abby Gibb and let me know what landed in your heart the most today. Thanks again for listening.